Welcome everyone. <laughs> Hi. Hi. What's up, peoples? It's another episode of You Know Who. Yes, thanks for coming back. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. It's um, another one. Before we uh, embark on this journey. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so this week we're going to be talking about freehold versus leasehold. Yes, sir. Property, residential property. And the reason we thought we should talk about this is because we're getting to that age, or depends on how old our listeners are, but I can mm-hmm. imagine if people don't own properties and they're thinking about owning properties. And in London, with all the new builds and the flats mm-hmm. that are going up, there's a very, very, very big um, opportunity to have a leasehold property. And I actually work in the industry and sometimes I'm amazed at the amount of questions that I get from people that have already signed the lease and already um, committed to their property. Without so, knowing details. Yeah, exactly. I was actually shocked upon research like the extra costs for new builds when it, in terms of leaseholds mm. is a lot compared to just would, like a normal flat from like I say a council. Oh. Yeah. So how much more it costs? Yeah, you'd like that. Okay. You could, I think, anyway, we're going to go into a bit more detail yeah. a bit later on. But oh, by the way, by the way, by the way, yeah. um, as per usual, guys, <laughs> yeah. whatever is being discussed here um, is food for thought. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so do your research, do your research, do your, do your Googles, Googles. <laughs> make sure you know what you're signing. Don't just take us the gospel from Absolutely us. We are not registered not. advisors. Okay, we're not registered financial advisors or mortgage, real estate property, mortgage. Yeah, real estate advisors, all that stuff. We're savings, none of that. Yeah, yeah. All of we're that, all of that. But we're just giving you information. So please, That's it. please do your research. <laughs> to do it. Uh-huh. Preach. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going to start with lease freehold versus leasehold. <laughs> Don't you see you, he's been waiting because it's always because it's because <laughs> it's always you that slips up shut up freehold versus leasehold so what are they um and so, where would you typically find them well i would say leasehold is a method well both of them are methods of owning a property so a leasehold would be like a you will have the property for a fixed term so it's usually, be- I think it's, I don't know what the maximum is. They say you can have it up to 1,999,000 years, basically. 999. Yeah. Basically. But obviously that that's expensive. But yeah, yeah. And then possession of the property will be subject to a payment, like an annual ground, ground rent payment. Yeah. And you will basically kind of have landlords. Yeah. So your landlords will be like, the council or a housing association yeah, or, or a developer or a developer or sometimes just an independent company if they purchase the freehold let's just say a one bed flat or ground rent it all depends so when you say how much is the leasehold do you mean how long is the term no as in, in money wise it, it could completely depend sometimes it would be a hundred pounds a year Sometimes it could be two. Fi- it could be any amount that the developers put in place. But it could also be like in the terms of It wouldn't start that because per- they wouldn't. People wouldn't purchase the property. But some leases will say that the ground rent um, goes up every year, every ten years. Right. So you'd find that when you first buy, it, you're paying a hundred pounds a year. After ten years, you're paying two hundred pounds a year, five hundred pounds a year, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but for some Sorry, new build, am I saying a hundred pounds per year? Is that correct? It can be, yeah. yeah. Or five hundred pounds a year. So you two, you pay it in two. Yeah, it's like no, it's not crazy. Ground rent no. is like service charges, and oh. do you know it's, it's it's like right. You see how you rent from your 
if you're a tenant, if you rent a property, you mm. rent from your landlord, right? And you pay your set amount per month. It's similar to that. Basically, you are paying the developer to be on their property. And that's it. So the freeholder is a developer. They own everything. They own the land. You're paying them to be on their property. So although you've bought your house or your flat and you own it, there's still a head lease or a head, the head loss or who is the freeholder. Okay. And you're paying them to be on their property. So let's just say I buy a leasehold, 90 years. After the 90 years, it goes back to the it freeholder. goes back to the freeholder. So what, as in, I have to move out. Yep. Yeah. If they want to take it, they can take it. They can it. take it, and and, the then, and then they can sell the house again. Yeah. yeah. And it's not it's not likely that they'll take it, but you can't sell it because you have nothing to sell. You have no lease to pass on. It's it's not yours. Yeah, it's not yours. Um. Yeah, they can take it. You're not like li- as a leaseholder. It's like you're not really an owner. Yeah. What we used to say is that you own the space inside of the flat. It, you don't own. It's you're not an owner. You're not. Yeah, that's more that's than freehold because. Cheaper? Well, um, this is the thing. I think there's a. <laughs> what did you say? Do <laughs> <laughs> you know this is the thing though? There's so much to cover on it. I think people there's a perception that it's cheaper, right? Because you're buying a unit or an apartment, you're not buying the land. With freehold, you're buying the land, you're buying the walls, you're buying the roof, you're buying everything, and, and you're you paying to. Make to sure have no restrictions you're paying to be able to do what you want with your property of course there are always restrictions in terms of the council and planning permission and stuff but it's yours completely so generally it's more expensive and normally leasehold freeholds are houses mm-hmm. so houses more in, more expensive than flats but with all that comes with buying a leasehold prop a leasehold flat i'm saying property because there are some leasehold houses but it's rare all of the costs that come with it so ground rent service charge you it's does it work out cheaper not uh, in the long run not really well, it, obviously mm. it depends yeah I think, yeah i think it all depends on circumstances mm. and how you obtained it and all yeah. of that yeah i think the only benefit in terms of a leasehold is when you've got like service charges in terms of like the community area area like the walls the lifts and stuff mm. like that that is not really your issue that's what your ground rent that's what you're paying for not your ground rent not your, your service charge your service charge That's so what, ground rent has nothing to do with the service charge receiving. yeah you could never say to your freeholder i'm not paying my ground rent because i don't feel like the, the lifts were clean yeah nothing it's nothing to do to do with that you're on the land you pay the ground rent that's it um freehold is outright ownership of the property including walls roofs windows and the land in which it stands on you mm-hmm. own everything so freehold houses i, I guess i'd say Old council houses along the road, mm-hmm. yeah. people that own those, they own their whole freehold. They can change their gates. They can change the tiling outside the front of their property. They can change their door. They can extend. Obviously, this is um, subject to planning permission and the council's permission, mm-hmm. but they can extend. They can change the roof. You can change the color of the windows, depending if you're not in a listed <coughs> building or not. It's yours. You can do what you want. Most Mostly. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? This is actually good that he doesn't get it. It makes it so because you're doing what I Ross normally like, do. Mm. You're doing what I normally do for the people. <laughs> you don't understand what you're talking about. But yeah, so I think the people think that it's cheaper. Leasehold is cheaper. I think leasehold, new build, independent is developer is more expensive than leasehold housing more association or council ex-council because it's effectively the same but because it's broken down by parts and stuff and by who owns it yeah because i was uh, like researching yesterday and it said um with some with some new builds 
the ground rent can go up to about two thousand pounds. Yeah. Yeah, as a new build, and there's like there's loads loads of arguments going on about that through yeah. government. Yeah. Because they're saying it's not fair. It doesn't make any sense. But it's just it's just a way of making money because you're you're guaranteed once that document is signed you're guaranteed that cost for as long as they live in the property for as long as the property is there and then whoever takes it over the only time you wouldn't have to pay ground rent is if so if it's a development if seventy percent of the leaseholders want to purchase the freehold it's called collective enfranchisement so they will come together and purchase the freehold and then they collectively own it so they can decide that your rent goes to basically what's called peppercorn so basically it's either like one pound a year or nothing mm. and because you're because you are the owner you're not going to pay yourselves money so there's no ground rent but until you do that you owe again it just depends on the value of the property so the value will get saying the, the, the value of the property is half a million then all of those leaseholders will come together and purchase it how much would it be half a million yeah you 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 purchase no no not half of, it's not based on so it's not there's a pre a premium put in place based on the value of the property okay. but however high it is those leaseholders that have said they want to do it will do it so say it's a hundred it really depends on the value of the property that means depending on where okay. how it's built <laughs> We 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 can we can put this in the show notes afterwards, okay? Because I'm not Zoopla. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it could depend. So, say if there's a hundred and a hundred unit, a hundred unit block of flats, seventy of those people want to buy the freehold, thirty don't. That seventy will come together. It's a, if it's a hundred mil, that seventy will divide that and pay it, and then that thirty is then still subject to paying their ground rent and also subject to whatever new terms these new yeah freeholders put in place. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, because you're smarter than the average. So if it uh, <laughs> does it, no, I'm joking. <laughs> listeners, Sorry, does that listeners. make sense? No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, I'm joking. He's not smarter than the average. Okay, so the benefits of each. So I've got some here, but I'm, I know Kalisha's going to add benefits of owning the freehold. So I'm saying you have minimal restrictions. Mm-hmm. Um, you you can basically do what you want within reason and in lines in as long as it's within the lines of what the council will allow you to do and you can do alterations extensions there's always cost to these things you always have to apply for planning but you don't have to apply for planning go to a managing agent who then have to go to the freeholder a lot of the times in those cases the managing agent the freeholder will have their own surveyors come in because it has to be independent surveyors to do valuations to make sure that the spec for what you want to do is correct and you have to pay them mm-hmm. so they pick mm-hmm. but you pay whereas you could say well my uncle's a surveyor and he's going to do it for me for 50 percent of mm-hmm. the price you can't use him because he's not independent so you can do all of those inter oh, interations alterations um you own the property indefinitely once you've purchased a freehold it is yours if somebody wants to take it from you they have they have to offer you money is it true that they're unregulated as well i can make huge amounts of money from um the service they force upon leaseholders as well. They c- and then the managing agents. Yeah. You can, I mean, it has to all be legal and there's a lot of legislation in place. So Landlord and Tenant Act covers leaseholders a lot, but there's always ways to, to make more money. So for example, with insurance, for buildings insurance, that will be placed by either the developer or the managing agent. Mm-hmm. And there's always going to be a commission involved. So with each claim that's paid out, the developer or management whoever's placed it gets money so obviously that premium is higher and it's not paid for by the developer or the the managing agent it's paid for by the leaseholder because it's your building's insurance that's the thing with we'll we'll get to the cons but that's the thing you literally get a bill 
as long as there's some justification of how we came to that figure, you pay it. Mm-hmm. We don't pay it. It's it's yours. Mm. It's your building. You pay for it, but you don't get the power to to decide who you're going with. Which it makes sense if you want it to be really relatively. Kind of makes sense. What do you mean? With the, are we not talking about the the surveillance aspect then? No, we kind of just slips onto like <laughs> any other costs. But yeah, it does make sense. But the thing is, with with flats, if somebody wants to change their flat or knock a wall out, you need to make sure that a surveyor is properly qualified and is going to give the right advice. Mm-hmm. And it's a structural yeah. wall, it's going to damage the building. So, um, What else have I got? Costs can be, can be lower because you're only paying for your own property. You're only paying for what you benefit mm-hmm. from. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's then, what got. you got any more? But I said can be, can be lower. Oh yeah, I was gonna like with, if the roof goes on your freehold house, you need that's to what, go. That's what I was gonna say. Is it really cheaper? Because you literally have to pay for everything, everything. not twenty percent or five percent or three mm. percent. Is literally everything. Um, I think it is because you're literally paying for your own place, what you need. Um, you're doing it at the frequencies that you think's best. Whereas in leasehold, the lease will tell you what frequency you have to do things. So, for example, they'll say internal redecorations needs to be done every seven years. Say you've got four blocks joined together, four different entrances. One block is an absolute mess because the tenants just don't respect it or the, the leaseholders don't respect it. But the other, the other blocks are immaculate. Because the lease doesn't allow you to break down the work into four, you need to arrange for redecoration of all of those four. So you're going to get three blocks out of four saying to you, why are you using the reserve fund that we've built up over years for important works to paint a wall that doesn't need to be painted? Because Mm. we have to do the whole project. And that Mm -mm. block needs it. So we just have to do it. So yeah, we are going to slap paint on walls that don't need to be painted, but it's just how it goes. Mm -mm. Do you know what I mean? Stuff like that. And also, if your development has a number of different things, like... A lot of them now has le- leisure center, cinema yeah. room, gym, library, yeah. gym, um, like workspace and all of that. Imagine you have a busy job. You go to come home, go to bed, leave, go to work. You have a gym at work that you can use. You come home and that is your routine. You don't use any of these things. But because you live at that development, your service charge goes towards maintaining all of these. So the cinema screen breaks, t- breaks down four times a year. You're paying for You're paying that. for it even though you never use it. Like if you live on the first floor and there's 43 floors in the building, you're paying for the lifts. Oh, but mm. I don't go to the roof terrace, doesn't matter. You live in the building. If you live on the ground floor though, like where you, don't, where you don't use like the lift or any communal areas, you get some of the percentage yeah. taken off. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, if you're, on a gra- if you're on a ground floor and there's no reason at all for you to go up, mm. then you won't pay anything. Yeah. Whereas if you live somewhere where the fourth floor's got the leisure center and then the sixth floor's got the terrace and then this floor's got that and this floor's got that, then you're paying for everything, whether you use those spaces or not. Well, I guess it's enough to, to keep things fair. Yeah, it is. It yeah, is. it is. Oh yeah, it makes sense. But imagine how, how expensive it would be if there's only five people that own their properties in like a fifty property building. What do you mean? They would pay quite a lot. They'll be ba- paying Those quite five a lot. People. Yeah. So do you know where this gets um, sticky? Like converted, converted houses, mansion, converted mansion blocks. So, so you know where you know where you have um, four blocks in the house. Yeah. Four, sorry, four flats in the in the house. If the roof needs to be done, 
four people need to share that cost. Where it, and that's expensive because it's only four of you in that massive building. Yeah. If the whole staircase needs to be, um, if the whole staircase needs to be replaced, that's only four of you sharing that massive cost. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So yeah, in those cases, then it is bigger. But so the more people in the development, the better. Yeah. But then the more people in the development, the more there is to actually maintain, repair. <laughs> Sorry, guys, stuff is going on behind the scenes here. <laughs> But yeah, it just depends on the number of people. And and it depends on what you're trying to maintain, what you're trying to replace, what you're trying to rebuild, blah, blah, blah. Um, okay, so we've automatically gone on to the drawbacks of each. <laughs> oh, actually, no. Not so benefits. Really. We haven't said benefits of leasehold. So yeah, like Kalisha's saying, she, you share maintenance costs. Mm-hmm. You do. Um, you budget for them a year in advance if it's the the service charge year mm-hmm. for reserve reserves so most places will ha- allow in a reserve fund basically you put money in over the years for massive work so if the lifts need to be replaced yes Francis you can you can you, talk you know who puts the money who puts the money in the leaseholders so is that you, so but is that part of rent or was, was no no that's part no. of service charge so every year you'll get your annual bill showing cleaning costs window cleaning blah 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 but then at the bottom or at the top wherever it will say reserves sorry Sam but remember you don't pay rent you're paying a mortgage but you're paying ground rent. But you're paying ground rent. If you're a leasehold. So yeah, you're paying mortgage, ground rent, council tax, service <laughs> charge. It's a lot. <laughs> but um, yeah, so the reserve fund is Parking basically... Parking space sometimes as well. Yes, which a lot of sometimes these days they don't even come with. Anyway, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> um, the reserve fund's built up over a number of years. And the idea is that anybody who's lived within the property will com- um, contribute to wear and tear. So a pot is made up. You're not able to say, okay, I've lived there for the first five years and we've never used that reserve fund. So I'm selling my property. Can I take my share back? No, because during that five years, you contributed to the wear and tear of that property. So it's just a big pot that all the money is put in and saved and then used for works like big works, like roof works, window replacements. If, if, um, the windows are not part of the demise but we'll get onto that and just big big works basically so okay um and i've put here cheaper to purchase at times yeah because i do think the initial cost depending on the spec obviously i think comparable to a house which has a similar spec it will be cheaper because you're not buying everything but obviously it can add up and, on how and also most is. schemes are for yeah. leaseholders in terms of like right to buy home ownership yeah, yeah. um help to buy and all of this but stuff. it's like if it's say leasehold has 80 years right mm-hmm. your mortgage is um, 99 what what's what's okay what's typical what do most of them have it's either 99 or 125 years okay and then you can well, extend i guess 125 makes sense right mm-hmm. but then but Cause 125 is fine, but it value drops dramatically when it goes past 80. Yeah. Uh, always. Yeah. yeah. Because mortgage lenders, it's harder to get a mortgage for buying a lease that is for buying a leasehold that has a lease left less than 80 years, basically. It's harder to sell. Okay. Yeah. Cool. It's harder to sell. So obviously people can't purchase. Word. Sometimes you think that what is the point of buying leasehold? Because you're basically like paying rent. You're, yeah. You, it's like it's you're, you're, you're a tenant. Yeah. Yeah, you're still that's that's the thing with land, though, right? Land is so valuable. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what exactly. it is. There's not enough of it, so. And mm. if you if you live in a a block of flats with multiple other occupants, there's no unless you come together and purchase the freehold. Somebody needs to maintain those areas that aren't yours, mm. and it needs to be paid for. Yeah. So, and the thing is, look at the amount of flats that are going up now. I think if London had the space, I can never speak of London because we live here. But if London has the space to have only houses. 
then great but there isn't enough houses now no. there's flats no, everywhere it's too many um, I think I think so <laughs> In I don't know I've just well because I, I bet most of them are empty did, did you guys look at anything in, in the US is that the same no, no? okay but I think it will be the same it will be similar right multi occupancy units okay. not in the way of like letting a, out a flat to okay. multiple yeah it's not like that okay. um, drawbacks of each okay drawbacks of owning a freehold there isn't any I don't know if there is there's less but there I'd say so okay we've said it's a benefit it's not a benefit but we cover all costs alone yeah so if your roof goes it's on you the homeowner to look after the roof rather than a manager going into a pot and instructing it and you're not really seeing a difference because you've already okay. paid that money so you're covering everything by yourself um you'd have to deal with the council for any kind of alterations planning permission stuff mm-hmm. like that but then in a leasehold you have to deal with the council managing agent freeholder whoever so and you have to take complete liability if you own your freehold mm-hmm. so I think if something happens to your so for example there's a fire god forbid and it affects your neighbours the cause of that you have to pay for your neighbours no no if oh. it affects your neighbours yeah these days with fire everybody gets involved okay and if the cause is in your house and it's something you've done that is a massive problem for you do you know what I mean you mm. could be liable you could be liable for whatever you've damaged whereas in a flat as long as your managing agents are doing what they're supposed to be doing if something happens it's on them mm. it's on the managing agent it's not on you as an individual unless you I don't know done something dumb in your kitchen and it blew up or something mm. you know what I mean does that make sense but like yeah for example with the Grenfell situation they know where the fire started but that person's not being held accountable, accountable. because it's not their fault the issue is how the fire spread throughout yeah. the development do you mm. see what I'm saying whereas if it's your house it's on you there's no third party Mm. or landlord that you can put responsibility on does that make sense yeah yeah um that's the only drawbacks i got for freehold yeah i didn't get any (laughs) i couldn't i couldn't think of any jerome is in the house by the way even though we didn't introduce ourselves you might have noticed that his voice wasn't here before so anything you want to add So we're having some operational issues. <laughs> and I is in the house too. Say hello. Hi. <laughs> I don't think they're about to hear you because you're far from the mic. But anyway, um, no, it's I don't know, man. I think it's quite interesting simply because it feels like most of the new properties that are being built are these apartments that are likely to be leasehold. Mm-hmm. And people, I think, I don't know if many people understand the difference between freehold and leasehold, and that's why this episode is important. Yeah. Cause I think a lot of people will be celebrating oh, on social I've got media. Put my house. house and it's probably not the same situation you think you're in. Mm. <laughs> you haven't got the asset to pass to your kids or further generations, which is really and truly the main reason mo- most of us want houses, right? Yeah. Because mm. we've seen our parents give them to people or we've seen our parents inherit houses and that's why we want. We want the asset. If we have an asset that's not worth anything at the end of the lease, mm. what's the point? An issue. It's, it might even be, what's the point? But, you know, do you pay as much for it, especially in this now time? Mm where house prices are heavily inflated, mm-hmm. do you go and buy a leasehold right now that isn't going to be an asset for you later on down the, the road? The thing is, you always extend your lease so that it is still an asset. It's just the fact that with the houses, apart from maintenance, that's you're not paying anything. Mm. You're not able to just give. When you're giving somebody their leasehold, you're giving them the service charge mm. responsibility, you're giving them the ground rent responsibility, etc. Yeah, I think it's... It's still something to give, mm. but it just comes with... 
payments. Mm, it's like you know, speaking to you, the amount of people that don't know the amount of things that they have to pay for and don't whatnot, at all. Or, or the things that they haven't got rights to mm-hmm. when you're a leasehold uh, owner, if you want to call mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's something people need to know before they enter these agreements. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know, it's not good enough to just go to social media and say you have a house. <laughs> no, the house you have. Um, <laughs> so, and um, he's back <laughs> imagine finding out what that you, you have only like a seven, 70 year lease I, and I, you signed and everything yeah, like. I know people like that Do you know, <gasps> I was looking at a um, forum and somebody was saying I'm going to buy a leasehold house and I've been asking the owner information about the lease and they've said that, and what the difference is, is between freehold and leasehold they said the person said to them it's basically the same there's not really much difference <laughs> and the person said oh I don't know how much time's left on the lease but solicitor will go through that with you later <laughs> and everyone in the comments was like step away step away step away they do run know. where they do know because <laughs> how, how can they not know how can they not tell you that but these are some of the things that people don't look into yeah they don't I feel like sometimes if you don't ask the questions <coughs> solicitors won't tell you when they really should be telling you absolutely everything mm-hmm absolutely everything um okay leasehold drawbacks well that was one you just mentioned yes um you've got minimal rights okay not minimal you've got less so if you want to make alterations you have to apply for permission um sometimes you can't have pets in the property Mm -hmm. that's a good one i like Um, that or you have and to get I'm a, the Grinch, yeah? or you have to get a license to get a pet and uh, getting a license yeah, means paying for that bit yeah, of paper exactly. saying that I like you that. a pet and that piece of paper will say that if that pet causes nuisance then we have the right yeah. to revoke that permission throw you out not throw you out I, you, <laughs> should you be thrown be doing, out you have to be doing a lot to get thrown out so of property. Yeah, like a look lot. if I own a block of flats there's no pets <laughs> if I find a pet in there you're out <laughs> <laughs> Your lease would have to be crazy. Your lease would have to say exactly that for you to be able to do that. Exactly that. But um, yeah, something is basically... You wouldn't even allow humans in there, bro. Let's be honest. <laughs> you can keep your stuff in here now. Come a weekend, But um, little things like if you, you've got a development that has roof terraces, they're not open for you all the time. They open at set time. Mm. Uh, but selfies. Mm. What am I going to do? <laughs> gyms they will have set times um and you're yoshi and you're sharing everything with everybody else so i don't know so yeah sorry that's a new build yeah so generally like what's what's your guys opinion on the two well i guess it it makes sense the the only reason why freehold makes sense is that is you have it in perpetuity right Mm -hmm. that's the only reason but if you can't afford it or if it's if it does actually happen that leasehold is cheaper Mm. But it's like 125 years. That's four. That's mm. fine. Mm-hmm. That's at least what four generations. Mm. How much? But time you, I don't think you should see it as four generations, though. No, I think. You're for me personally, I would see a leasehold as an investment to start mm. off with, personally. Ah, uh, and then sell and it then before. Okay, that I will sell it within a, a certain time frame where mm. I get enough money to go buy a house, mm-hmm. a freehold, and then that will make more sense. Yeah. Definitely. So, okay. I mean, there's, all, there's I think anyway. there's definitely money to be made, but I think if you're asking me if which I'd prefer, then I'd prefer freehold. Same. Mm. But at the moment, because of how expensive things are, and because of the lack of availability, flats are out there. But are leaseholds that much cheaper than freeholds? Um, no. Well, according to Sam's, I don't think they are. I think when you add up everything that you have to pay, mm. then especially if the general public don't know the difference between the two the demand will still be there for them. It's not like people are saying, oh, that's a leasehold, I'm staying away from it. Which was the case, like, back when I was working in Nationwide. There, right? are, some, there are some people that are like that, though. There oh, are really? some, yeah, yeah. I was reading an article about somebody with a van parked outside new development showrooms saying something about it's a scam and don't 
purchase freehold if you're thinking that you're making Le a good investment. Leasehold if mm. you think you're making a good investment, then step away. Uh, when when I'm researching, people are saying the leasehold scam and the leasehold <laughs> this. Like people mm. think it's, it's scam. some people think it's a massive yeah. scam, but it, it, it is housing at the end of the day. Yeah, I get I it. Suppose but it's how I, you know, use I think it, right? I think it's more of a scam to new builds. Yeah. Then it is to like ex council ex council properties yeah, because yeah. the amount of additional charges that they're they're dropping on these people is completely even Smart. down to the standard of build new builds they look shiny. <laughs> they mm, that's look. all people need nowadays. But shiny. the walls thin. <laughs> um, okay, what right. else? Drawbacks of freehold. Um, you contribute to costs without seeing benefits if you don't use all of the aspects. So that's like that's leaseholds before leasehold. Yeah. yeah. Delays in having maintenance done. If it needs to go through the service charge and the managing agents, then they need to obtain quotes. Um, go with contractors that you might not know or want to use. But if you're not paying for it, then you can't you can't have any power over it. Um, having to cover the cost of some maintenance. So, some lease, a lot of leases in leasehold properties, leasehold blocks, they'll say any service installations or wiring that serve a flat exclusively is the responsibility of the owner of that property so if you've got a wire that goes from one point in the building to your flat through the walls and conduits and everything and that wire breaks because that wire only serves your property you need to pay for it and a lot of people don't know this i've had letting agents well-known letting agents come to me and say yeah but surely that's not our responsibility because it's outside the flat it doesn't no, matter no, where it's placed it if it serves your flat exclusively then it's for you to look so why is like sense. what like tv aerial okay yeah telephone line that goes down to the bt box yeah but that makes um, sense though yeah but people don't think that because if if a bt guy came into your flat and said your phone socket and everything is perfectly fine but if you go downstairs two floors the wiring's broken okay okay it's your wiring it's for you to fix even though multiple people have access to that cupboard how did the wire get broken we don't know but it's your wire because the lease says any service installations or wiring that serve you exclusively is mm. for you to maintain or um sometimes the water meter so it's thames water's responsibility up to the meter so if you go into a communal area cupboard you've got the, the meter there and then the wire the pipe goes up to the meter up until the meter is Thames Water's responsibility but from the meter to your flat it's yours. is your responsibility even though it's not inside your flat and a lot of people don't know that they think okay well everything looks fine inside here but the problem's out there so it's not for me the service charge is going to cover it no that's why you've got to have insurance and you've got to know just be aware of these things and ask questions and query it all mm -hmm. um, ground rent being subject to paying a, another just another payment does so that get paying, queried often ground rent do people like to why am i paying this for? um not really why am i paying it but people try to say they're not paying it if they're not happy with the service okay but i was saying earlier you can't you can't not pay your ground rent just because the cleaning is not done because the ground rent has nothing to do with the service. can you reduce a payment no so the ground rent is, is more linked to the, the land the, the as land. in the because you're on my land yeah yeah, and that's okay. the thing. You don't. You own your home. You don't own your land. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So the, that ground rent will be payable to whoever, no matter what. It's and good. then just on top of everything. So, if you're a home freehold owner, you pay your council tax. But obviously, if you're a leasehold, you pay your council tax. You pay your service charge. You pay your ground rent, and whatever on top. So it just seems like yeah, you're just paying out a lot more. Mm. Um, man. So okay. So how much on top of your uh, mortgage do you think? 
service charge, grammar, all these additional charges add. So I'm someone who now wants to go and buy a, a flat, mm. one of these new builds or whatever. And my rent, my mortgage is going to be, I don't know, grand five a month. Mm. How much extra do you think I need to budget for these additional charges? And do you get, do you get told them up front? Yeah, roughly. You'd be told roughly estimate when you're purchasing. Mm-hmm. So everybody who's purchasing a leasehold, they'll get a sales pack who you have to pay for it. The owner, sure. the, the current owner has to pay for that pack and it has all of the information about the development. So it will have the last five years of um, year end accounts. Mm-hmm. It will have the last few budgets. It will have the most up to date budget. It will have details of any section 20 works that are going on. They, mm-hmm. they will, I'll What's put that? a note. I'll put a note about what section 20 works. It basically is in this pot, the reserve fund pot that everyone puts in, mm-hmm. if the highest contributing leaseholder is paying up to £250 for major works, then you have to consult with everybody. So if there's a penthouse, basic, sometimes it's on um, square footage. So if there's a penthouse and they hit, their contribution to that massive work is £250, you have to consult with everybody, basically giving them the opportunity to give you contractors to use, um, query the costs, you show them all of the quotes, you let them see the tender analysis. You let them see surveyors. Um, you, they can see the specification of works. Basically, you're saying to them that if we're spending this much of your money, mm-hmm. you get to see exactly how we've come to these costs. And yeah, and that seems quite important, right? So if you're in a situation where you ha- you're in a leasehold now, <coughs> like, and you have to pay service charge, well, at least make sure it's being spent in the right way. Right? Yeah, and mm. the thing is, get involved. As you have access to so much, you're able to go and look at invoices and all of that. It's just that people don't have time and people don't really know mm. what their rights are. So, um. But yeah, that so pack will include everything about the development and it will, and then it's for your solicitor to go through it with you. So you get a rough idea um, into how much you're paying. And one question that I always get is, is the service charge, if the ne- is the next year's service charge likely to increase more than 10%? And I always say, until it's confirmed, I can't say. You just never know. Yeah. You just, you just never know. So you literally base it on what the service charge currently is. And with new builds, when you're a first time if it's new uh, you're buying a new property i hate to say this but the first budget is always a desirable figure it's not realistic is it no (laughs) so you can purchase a new build and pay your service charge one year and the next year it can go up so much because the building's been lived in for a year and you Mm. get to see the realistic cost that the development (laughs) needs so this budget for communal cleaning once every two weeks doesn't work you need cleaners in twice a week or you need cleaners in once a week so it things just shoot yeah, that up sense. after that first year but obviously a developer can't sell uh, a development or a flat with a massive service charge yeah. Yeah. thank god so. i don't even like new builds anyway so yeah. it's cool <laughs> they they look pretty but boy. Like a lot of things in life mm. <laughs> 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 it's true <laughs> we will keep this at property <laughs> cynical jays in the building um what else have I got? Fluctuate, fluctuating and increasing service charges. So basically, what I mentioned, um, being at the hands of managing agents, uh, balancing mm. charges for overspend. So although a service charge budget is issued at the start of every service charge year, if there are any overspends because the development needed it, as long as you're able to demonstrate that they were correct, at the end of the year, well, not the end of the year, six months after the end of the year when the service charge accounts are done and distributed, if everyone needs to make additional payments to cover what was spent, you just have to make them. Mm-hmm. So you'll literally just get a bill with a balancing charge. Or if we've spent less than what was budgeted, then you'll get a balancing credit. But you'd have no power over that. You have to pay it. You are allowed to pay installments as well. Yeah. yeah. That's a benefit. 
but yeah, yeah. You, you would just get that bill um yeah <laughs> what was i gonna say um so if i had a two-bedroom flat um 125 years term how much would my service charge roughly be so it it obviously depends on everything that's in your development okay but on average do you know give what these days range give a range because that's easy because you can say so some people would pay 100 pounds a month so their service charge is 1200 for the year and some people pay double that okay so some people pay okay so some developments their service charge is four grand a year okay what that would be a very expensive place to live in oh. anywhere right no depends it depends on how okay. the de- it depends on the developer and how the building's built and if it's sold as a luxury living yeah. for a two-bedroom four grand a year why not yeah. <gasps> that is but extortionate you're paying for gyms and you're paying for yeah, all these other there, right? things depends what's in there that's why it's so hard to give a range okay because it depends on what is what are you actually paying for they call the amenities amenities yeah right yeah but um, we'll put some. We'll get some ranges for like standard two bed flats with two lifts and ten floors in the development. We'll put some information in the show notes. What the heck? Um, is there anything you want to know, Francis? Um, you I mean most most of the things I've kind of asked and. Um. Okay. So, which are most stuff. popular? I've got some stats from two thousand and seventeen. Mm-hmm. So, uk. So we're not plugging them we're just this is just where i got the information it's from. a nice name analyze data from the land registry on properties sold in 2017 also looking at the data for previous years and found that the leasehold system is very much alive in both england and wales i'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah. using up my words you can look up land registry on um is it dot gov and it's three pounds or something to yeah, order to get to get leases and information yeah like about properties um so analysis of the land registry data reveals that leaseholds account for 31.9 percent of all properties sold in england and wales in 2017. in 2016 leasehold properties accounted for 26.9 percent of all properties sold so 1.2 percent increase from 2015 when leaseholds made up 25.7 percent of the property market um Mm. so and they've that's got a, table. Really a lot though Purport, well that's in england that's mm. 2017 but london proportion of leaseholds sold in england in england in london in 2017 was 67.13 percent mm. the next was manchester 52.58 percent and then sheffield 46.75 percent and the lowest was stoke-on-trent 4.9 percent leasehold oh wow is. it's very low yeah mm but 67 percent in london in i'm london. not surprised that's, that's london. London. 2017 so now that must be about 70 something i w- yeah i'll put i'll check for most current for last year and i'll put it in the notes but that's the ones i could find and there are such things as leasehold houses they're not common but there are such things and this again this is so when developers buy a really really big patch of land and they make a couple of flats well some blocks of flats some houses play area this and that you have more rights to what you can do with your property than the flats because you don't own the communal areas and for your house there are no communal areas but you will still have obligations to pay for certain things so 
I've managed sites where people have to pay for the three play areas, even though they don't have kids and they live in that far corner and the play areas over there. Doesn't matter. Your lease or your transfer of part document says that you contribute to the entire grounds, so you pay. So there are such things as leasehold houses. So just just be aware. Don't ever assume that because you're purchasing a house that that, it's, that it can't be leasehold because it it can and it can have similar terms. Um, boy. Mm-hmm. What was I going to say? Um, mm-hmm. Other things to think about is if you're buying to let, first of all, make sure you get the right mortgage to do that. Um, if you are planning to let your property, some leases will say you have to get permission from the managing agent or freeholder. That will involve, sometimes it involves actually vetting your potential tenants. I've managed a property that was, it was that deep. You had to show the actual managing agent, your tenancy agreement. Um, regardless of what your tenancy agreement says, your tenants will always have to abide by the terms of the lease so it's best to show it to them before um letting a property out to them because then they're going to come to you complaining about what they are and are not allowed to do um one thing it also is if you're purchasing leasehold or renting leasehold be very aware of what you have access to so i came across somebody last week talking about the fact that they live in a property but their neighbor claims to own the freehold and the neighbor doesn't let them park anywhere on the development or on the grounds the neighbor doesn't let them use certain bins and then she was saying i don't understand how does it make it doesn't make sense and a lot of people are commenting saying well that area is not outside her, her front door so how can she she owns it she owns it and that's the thing people don't understand this person owns the freehold they've broken down a large property into different houses mm-hmm. and they've sold the lease to people but they own the freehold so they've obviously kept their rights to the entire grounds the in bin everything you don't have rights to it. So if you're renting from that kind of property, make sure your landlord can give you information on what you actually have access to. So you see, even if a term says like 80 years, 90 years or 100 or whatever, mm. can the landlord say, the freeholder say, I want it back now? Um, I don't think so. I don't think you have the right to. And it, I think it would just mean paying that person mm. for it. But I don't think you're allowed to do that. You can forfeit the lease for um, a number of reasons that would stay in the lease. So I don't know, like not paying your service charge or mm-hmm. breaking the terms of the lease, you can go down the forfeiture road. However, it's costly and it's very, very difficult. And it's just, somebody would have to be really, really, really going against the terms of the lease before you could do that. It's like the last thing. And I, I've never heard of anybody mm. forfeiting and taking back. Cool. Did you guys cover um, people renting a leasehold property? No. Okay. Are th- is there anything kind of. well is there anything they okay. should be aware of is it any different for them so like i said just now it's just basically knowing what you have access to mm. so um if you're letting agents saying to you okay yep so this development you have access to the gym you have access to this and you have access to that and oh there's a there's a massive parking um car park downstairs and this and that you might be renting the flat that doesn't have a parking space doesn't actually have access to that gym, doesn't actually have access to that library. They're not allowed to use the cinema room. Only residents in that block are allowed cinema to use room. the cinema room. Yeah, a lot of Apparently some have houses, flats have cinemas. Yeah. Pay your service charge and don't complain, man. <laughs> no, man. But, um, <laughs> not, for, not for a grand. That's, that's a lot. Who told you to live somewhere with cinema room? <laughs> but um, yeah, so as a tenant, before you Pay sign that tenancy charge, agreement, man. know whether you're going to be able to park, whether you're going to be able to use certain amenities because... So sometimes you're not going to be able to. And the letting agent's not going to tell you that. Cool. Some some letting agent's not. Wow. All right. So is that? Um. Yeah. Cool. So guys out there, if you have bought 
a leasehold, you live in a, renting a leasehold, or you're thinking of buying one, this is all stuff you kind of need to know. Investigate the terms. Definitely, yes. definitely. Like everything we do here, it's we're telling you, go and look into this stuff. Grill your solicitor. Mm. I have had too many people say to me, what's the service charge? Because I, I own my property. What's the what am I paying? Yeah. You see, but ask questions now, don't cry later. <laughs> to be fair, before I got into the industry, I had no clue about service charge and freehold and leasehold. Yeah, because I, I grew up in council accommodation so okay. if something was wrong with the lift the council will fix it, it. Yeah. Yeah. I just didn't think what happens if that unit is bought privately no I only knew because when I worked in a bank a business society sorry mm. one, some, one of my colleagues kept on telling me never buy a leasehold never buy a leasehold and he explained to me the difference. Mm. That's and that's not what we're saying, guys. We, yeah. Like we said, we're just giving you information. Yeah. Just to know what the difference is. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like investments, right? It's not. We're not telling you not to buy it. It's just know what you're buying. Know what you're you know? buying. And then you can make an informed and intelligent decision. That's all. And I think the timing is perfect because I was saying earlier, but people are purchasing now. People are there. And there's so much on offer with the first-time buyer schemes and the part-by-part mm. part rent. There's 5% mortgages ownership. again. There's some people yes. you don't have to drop a mortgage if your parents have got savings. Yep. There's a lot of incentives to get people to buy right now. Yeah, so just be aware. Flats though, there ain't that much houses. That's the only yeah. thing. I don't think there are any houses. And if there are houses, mortgage. they're bloody expensive. But yeah. um, I w- it, we want to hear from some freehold owners, leasehold owners, who's bought a flat and thinks that we're chatting rubbish because it's an absolutely amazing experience or <laughs> who was hit with any bills. You don't have to come with that kind of thing. <laughs> but yeah, just give us some feedback. What do you think? What have been your experience? Holla at us. Definitely. Um, yes, I've been Sam. What you guys learned this week though? Time's ticking, babe. All right, cool. We're going to hit them. With, we're learning something. Sorry. Kalisha. <laughs> Jerome. And yours truly. <laughs> Take care, guys. Making sense. Making sense. PC on all of the social (laughs) media platforms. Bye. Peace out. Peace. That was good. I feel like I talked everyone's ear off. It's good. No, it's good.